Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Colony Drop. My name is Isaac. And my name is Brian, and this is your favorite Gundam podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise, from the anime, to the manga, to the models, to the movies, to the music, and Isaac, yet again, there has been more Gundam news, more big Gundam news. This is the year of Gundam news, I guess. Apparently, yeah. You think, like, the studio's working remotely, so they're like, okay, we're just going to start pumping stuff out more. Like, you guys aren't commuting, so it's going to be 10-hour workdays now. (laughs) Maybe it's just I wasn't paying as much attention before, but I can't remember a year or a two-year period in recent history where we got this much Gundam news. Yeah. Actually, no. I'll, I'll give them more credit than that. This is all from the uh, the next UC100, right? Like a, re- a really big commitment on content and generating new things. And this has all been planned for a long time, I'm going to say. So we're going to talk about three main things. And let's start with the biggest one, the one that probably everyone's most excited about, Isaac. The juiciest piece of the news update. <laughs> and that is, there. so there were three projects announced at Bandai Namco's conference, which was called the Second Gundam Conference, which sounds great, Isaac. I want to go to the Gundam Conference. <laughs> sounds very political, right? The Second Gundam Conference. Like, that's where they had, like, the Outer Space Treaty and things like that. <laughs> the Antarctic Treaty. <laughs> <laughs> so you know your anime franchise is serious when they have a conference about it. You know, everybody in suits, like, from different countries. <laughs> <laughs> so they announced three projects, the first of which, or the biggest one, it was called Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury. Mm. This is going to be a new TV series aimed at teens. And beyond that, we know nothing else, Isaac. You know what? I'm not sure what that's saying, because technically, haven't they all been aimed at teens? I mean... <laughs> Well, I no? think, um, I don't know, I think, <laughs> didn't the director, or, I forget, it was the director or the Gundam producer said that Hathaway's Flash was aimed at people like 30 to 50 or something. Okay, that's that's a good point. It was definitely more mature in tone, I should say. But yeah, I don't know, that's a little puzzling still. I'm not sure <laughs> what they mean by this. Like, it, it, everyone's going to be on phones or something? I'm going to sound like such a boomer. Everyone's going to be on phones? <laughs> like, you need a phone to, like, control your Gundam or something? Or what, what do they mean? Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, I took it to mean that it won't be Universal Century related. Ah. I, I took it to be definitely going to be an alternate universe series. Okay. Interesting. Do you think something like The Witch for Mercury would be a Universal Century series with with a teen target? I have no idea, really. I mean, I don't know if they're going to make this in the UC, but it's kind of, you know, around Mercury. So it's it's isolated enough that it feels almost like its own thing. And whatever happens in the course of the story, it's it's a blank slate because it's Mercury Sphere. I don't know if they're going to if it, if it even has to do with the planet Mercury itself. Uh, right. Yeah, no, true. no information at this point other than the name, and they're targeting towards teens. So you know what that means, Brian. There's going to be a teenage protagonist who, in the first episode, falls into the cockpit or gets thrown into it. <laughs> I mean, that's a given, right? I mean, we, you yeah. have to have that. It's not a Gundam series if you don't have that. <laughs> if you're a teenager in like any Gundam universe, like you better not get near a cockpit because like it'll ju- you'll just fall into it. It's like a it's like a <laughs> Venus flytrap for flies, right? You're just gonna get sucked in there and start piloting. A, a cockpit as you go through teen angst <laughs> yeah those gundams they're teen magnets <laughs> so on all these projects isaac i split my thoughts into into three sections thoughts hopes and dreams and fears wow i mean so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so my my thoughts on witch from mercury are i think i'm pretty excited for this because it's a return to tv 
Right. And it's going to be something other than like build fighters or gunpla based. Okay. I mean, since Iron Blooded Orphans, we've had was build fighters before or after Iron Blooded Orphans? Was it before? I don't remember. Um, it was before, yeah. Yeah, but then since then, there's been build fighters try, re rise, yeah. plus the the live action one. So I feel like there's been a heavy emphasis on gunpla shows. So yeah. this is cool because it's going back to being like a real TV series. Yeah, we're gonna get our uh, our imitation white base right. <laughs> Maybe Mono Eyes as the villains, <laughs> <laughs> and I realize it's been like is it seven years? I think since Iron Blooded Orphans came out, it's a long time. Yeah, I boy, that's a long time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but don't you think it's dangerous for them to not have a TV series for that long, just from like a brand perspective? Is this addressing that? I could be. I don't know. I mean, I think. I don't know. What's the average lifespan of an anime fan? Like four four to six years? Like high school to college sometime? Generally, people pop oh. pop in and out. I mean, I think, you need, I think you need a show every four years unless you risk people forgetting about your franchise in that age range, right? Seven years seems like a long time. That's a good point. You think they kind of dropped the ball then? Like they were like, okay, we clearly had too long of a gap and like filled it in with other stuff like, you know, standalone movies or whatever. We really should have been focused on, you know, having one show out kind of all the time, you know, or at least with very minimal gaps in between movies. For all we know, they could have been planning and maybe they just never reached a product that they felt was good enough to release or something. Huh. I mean, they're certainly doing a lot of long, long-term planning now. Maybe they weren't before, or I don't know. But just seven years seems like a long time to me. Well, hopefully this rectifies it. I mean, I have no idea how many episodes it'll be. Right. Maybe it'll be a lot. Maybe it'll be lengthy. Maybe it'll go for a long time or spawn its own universe if it's a different universe in the UC. We don't know yet, but I'm, I agree with you. I'm completely excited for it, and I hope it does very well. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's going to have one season of 26 episodes, and then they're going to see how that does. And then yeah. bring it back, kind of like how Iron-Blooded Orphans was. That's how Double O was. That seems to be the pattern. Hopefully it does well. Yeah. I'm excited. I want more witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the witch, Isaac. So I, I really love the title. I think it's very intriguing because it can mean so many things. I mean, witch certainly implies a female lead character. But do you think they'll really do it? Um, or maybe not so much implies, but it certainly... Lends itself, yeah. right? Uh-huh. I hope they do it. But I won't be surprised if they don't. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic or anything like that. It's just odds are, statistically, we always get male pilots as the lead. Sure, there might be supporting characters that are female pilots. But just with a name like The Witch, I'd be surprised if they don't have a female lead. Like, what would The Witch be referring to then? The Gundam is referring to as a witch? Mm, could um, be. So it's a female-looking Gundam? I that's possible I guess at this point anything's possible but I don't know I I think it'd just be cool and different to have a female pilot yeah I think the risk there is you put this title out there people expect a female main character and then you don't give it to them and then maybe they get a little upset though the word witch also implies what I'll call a perceived otherness just like witches in the real world where they were you know accused of having these abilities or being the other and then they were put on trial uh, at least here ah. in America so do you think do you think the witch could be this show's version of a new type, you know, that that has this otherworldly power? Interesting. Yeah. So like if it's an alternate universe or not or whatever, she's just viewed with suspicion or people like her are viewed with suspicion because they're such good pilots, whether new type abilities or something else. 
Right, because that's what the title kind of implies to me. They're saying, oh, well, she's a witch from, from this, from Mercury, which is, if it's a point to call it out that you're from Mercury, then Mercury is, is, is the other, right? It's far away. It's, it's unknown. It, it's scary. Not directly, but is, do you think this could be potentially like a witch trial story in the, in the sense that there's a plot about a, a girl trying to escape certain untruths that have been placed upon her? Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see that, actually. I mean, it sounds really intimidating, right? It sounds like intimidating for the villains, you know, or whoever she's going up against. Like, you know, oh, wow, it's the witch. You know, they're, she's got her own name and stuff. It, it's like finding the Nightmare of Solomon or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, you're not dealing with your run-of-the-mill opponent. That plot line seems relevant to me, and I think it has potential. And you're right, it follows the same naming pattern as the Nightmare of Solomon, right? The witch from Mercury. There's There's a name and a place. And that's what's always been great about the name Nightmare of Solomon, right? It flows very well. It's not just a color and a name. Yeah. The witch from Mercury. I don't... Who knows what I mean? Oh, God. Can you imagine if it's like Mercury is like the, an acronym for something and they make Gundam the acronym again? Oh, no. I, I really... <laughs> they, they better make it actually involve Mercury. Yeah. Missile encompassing combat response unity. <laughs> <laughs> and we just roll our eyes. We're like, get ready. <laughs> Get ready for a mediocre series. You got to finish it off. Mer- missile encompassing, what was it? Uh, missile encompassing combat union response yield. <laughs> I don't know. I think you missed an R in there, but no one's going to notice. There's too many letters. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then Gundam will be like, you know, global unity, uh, a, a neutral device amplification machine. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I would just look at each other, roll our eyes, and we'll be like, oh, God. Isaac can do this all day, people, if he just... <laughs> Give it more things yeah. to make acronyms out of. Sunrise, just give me the acronyms and I'll like I'll make them for you. <laughs> yeah, we need Xeon to be an acronym. Like, all right, I got you guys covered. Uh, zoological entropy. <laughs> Orbital. <laughs> Neutron. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you know. There's a point of Xeon cannon. Like, okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn everyone on Earth into an animal. I'm like, oh, man, th- this series turned to shit. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to watch that. I would at least watch the first episode. Just a wacky, stupid series. You know, the other way to take this, Isaac, is could witch imply magical abilities? Like, would this could this be like G Gundam on crack, but with females? I hope not. I hope we don't get a scene of, like, <laughs> the pilots are gathered around a cauldron before combat, <laughs> casting a spell. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what if it really leans into the witch motif? And, like, what if the Gundam looks like a witch? It's got like a hat and all that. Like it, get, it gets on a broom with like thrusters. Yeah, you know how like you, you remember how Domon rode on Funsaiki, right? Like, what if it rides on a on a broom? Yeah. Oh God, I think it would be either terrible or glorious. <laughs> <laughs> we might end up watching it and like enjoying it for like you know comedic purposes. Mercury is interesting too because it's so close to the sun. I don't see how it could be habitable, even in in like a fictional universe. I mean. So there, there's going to be some interesting world building there, if she really is from Mercury. You can live there if you have witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of that would logically make sense, like, why, why are you at Mercury? Maybe they're trying to build a Dyson Sphere in this show? <laughs> Jesus, that's such a leap. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, why else are you in Mercury? It would be so much easier to go further away. We're like Gundam detectives, like, all right, they said Mercury. This can only mean one thing. <laughs> they're building a Dyson sphere around the sun. <laughs> but they're building it with with magical uh, hats and, and a cauldron. All right, they're going to Mercury, right? I mean, this, this clearly is around ammonia mining and methane. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's gonna focus on the journey of the uh, the Mercury fleet. Yeah, <laughs> and all the all the methane shipments. <laughs> so I did something interesting here, Isaac. I thought maybe this is an attempt to open up the Gundam franchise to more female fans. So I thought maybe it doesn't matter what I want. Maybe it matters what a female wants. So I asked my huh. wife what she would want. Oh boy from a female-led Gundam series. What did she say? This is a very scientific survey of one person. Yeah, nothing says science like using one data set. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, I encourage you to ask the females in your life what they would want in a female-led Gundam series or what what it would take to get them to watch one. Okay. (laughs) Here's what she said, Isaac. She said... Let's do it. She wants the female main character to not whine. She doesn't want a whiny female character. Hmm. She wants them to be intelligent. Of course. She wants them to not be in skimpy clothes. Okay. She wants them to be witty. She wants them to not be a recreation of a male main character. Meaning, like, don't just make the female version of Setsuna or something. Sure. She thinks the mobile suit, the Gundam, you know, whatever the titular gun. Oh, there's going to be a lot of titular jokes now about this Pun show. intended? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of actually if you hear what she's gonna say next an officer's gonna walk in and be like i'm glad we found pilots of that caliber <laughs> <laughs> she said uh the gundam should look like any other gundam in the show she doesn't want it to be female or quote look busty and i thought so okay. that must be my wife's perception of anime that it's about busty robots <laughs> sure i mean <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You gotta look at the Zommel, right? It's practically wearing a dress. <laughs> um, and her last point was, and I guess I should say, listeners, my wife has, has not watched Gundam. I actually got her to start watching the first one. I think she's about seven episodes in, and she's still going, which is very impressive. I asked her if she wanted there to be a love story in it, and she said no. She doesn't want a love story. But then I told her that almost all Gundam series have a love story, and then she changed her mind and said it would be okay. Hmm. As far as I'm concerned, Brian, you should just let her keep her answer because you kind of ruined the data. <laughs> you involved yourself on the actual source of information <laughs> and you ruined the answer that we got at the end for your last question. Well, I had to give her context because <laughs> she thought that that would be unique to, to the female-led series. So anyway, wh- what do you think about her answers? Are those expected? Do you think those would be common answers? Going off her actual answers before your contamination... <laughs> I'm going to boil it down to her saying she wanted a strong, independent woman as the main character, the main pilot of the Gundam. And she's single. She's probably devoted to her work. She doesn't have time to mess around in the relationship during this crisis in Mercury. (laughs) And I think that actually sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Because we've never gotten it before. So, yeah, I'm all for seeing that. Why not? What could go wrong? Better than, you know, the angsty teenage male that falls into the cockpit, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and then he gets thrown into, like, the, you know, the imitation white base, and now they have to, like, you know, fight the mono eyes. That makes sense to me. I'm on board. I'll double down on her thoughts, you know. Let's see it on screen. I mean, I'm all for her thoughts. I mean, I'm willing to entertain the idea of, of busty robots, though. I mean, it's two of my favorite <laughs> genres uh, put together. So... My hopes and dreams for this series, Isaac, is that they do go with a female lead character for all the reasons we just said. And yeah. if they do that, I hope the series is well-received by male Gundam fans. I don't, I don't want it to like split the franchise, right? Like, What happens if like oh. the male fans hate it or, or they turn against it because it has a female character? Like, That would be terrible, right? Well, at the risk of sounding like I have a pessimistic attitude of 
humans. <laughs> I think there will be a fac a fraction. I'm not sure how small or large it'll be of the fandom, but they may react negatively if it is a female just because she's a female. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, there'll be hate memes. There'll be insulting memes and things like that. But you know what? That's kind of that's just how things are now. That's just our reality. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, there's no filter on the internet. People get to be them. They're horrible little selves. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason I hope it doesn't split the franchise because I want it to be successful because then maybe it would lead to OVAs or, or maybe some other projects about other popular Gundam females that don't necessarily have their own show. For example, like right. what if, you know, I don't remember exactly how old 0083 is, but, you know, what if for like the 30th anniversary or something, they made like a Shima OVA of like, you know, 20 minutes or something. Oh my God. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like I wear my Delos costume while watching it and live streaming. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying there's, you know, there's Shima, there's Haman, there's other females that could do that for, and I think there'd be some interest. But I think if this one, if they if they go this route of putting a female main character and it goes poorly, like, right, like, what if it, what if it just oh. tanks? You know, they're never going to do it again, right? Oh, she's got so much weight on her shoulders then. This witch, this witch has carrying <laughs> a lot of weight. Wow. Yeah. So, so failing, dividing the franchise, uh, those are my fears. The other fear is it just turns into like a complete Sailor Moon magical girl show. Right, where like, you know, they summon costumes or something. Oh, you think it might be like a squadron of female Gundam pilots, and like they're all called like different witches. You know, there's a coven. Oh, their squadrons called the coven. Oh, wow. that's actually pretty good. Okay, yeah, and their ships like the cauldron. Oh, <laughs> the hangar base, the cauldron, because that's where they like, you know, <laughs> the actual work and stuff goes in. That would make a great UC side story. <laughs> is this alternate universe like kind of a sexist universe like earth is controlled by men you know it's very oppressive and patriarchal but they're out in like you know mercury where it's difficult to survive but now they're coming back and they're gonna bring justice <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that sounds like a gundam series or like a, a bad movie on the sci-fi channel <laughs> justice with giant female robots <laughs> Well, I think Sunrise is missing the opportunity if they don't name the squad, the coven, and the ship, the cauldron. I would be surprised if there's only one Gundam in the series. Right. Just to from a merchandising standpoint, they, they've they stopped doing that a long time ago. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they could overdo it too, though, right? Like, what if just the whole show is all girls? That, that would really <laughs> ignite that part of the fan base that you're talking about that would, like, hate the show. In the Mercury Sphere, men are illegal. <laughs> But one coven of witches is fighting for diversity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on the whole, I'm excited, Isaac. Count me in on that. I mean, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So listeners, let us know your thoughts on The Witch from Mercury. Are you excited? What do you want to see from the show? Do you think it'll be a female main character? Anything and everything that you can think of for this show, let us know. Because we're curious. What What is everyone expecting from this? By witchcraft in like, okay, let's say there's an element of witchcraft or whatever, right? Whatever that broad term could be. Do you envision like, like it becomes almost kind of Yu-Gi-Oh-ish where like, oh, we're dating ourselves, but whatever. <laughs> where like the Gundam or the mobile suits in space and then like in the cockpit, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, captain, use your, you know, beam, uh, do your beam spell. And then like, you know, the mobile suit stops and then like in space, there's like a pink hologram of like a pentagram or some magic symbol. And then the beam shoot. Is that how you visualize this kind of Gundam witchcraft to work visually? Yeah. If they take it, the, the magical girl slash magic route. Yeah. I mean, I think you'd end up with yeah. like beam spell things. <laughs> I field spell. Yeah. <laughs> 
I use my shield charm. I think <laughs> I think then you'd get into like this weird area where like, why are you mashing these two genres together? Yeah, well, for using spells, why do you actually need to go out in a suit? Yeah, yeah. Like, can we just engage the enemy with spells from the ship? <laughs> engage, yeah, cast your spell from a safe distance. You know what, though? Like, we also have to keep in mind there might be um, some cultural differences because, you know, like a lot of things supernatural, it's kind of different. Their perception of ghosts and witches and, you know, magic and demons and all that, to an extent, there's, there's some differences in Japan than the the West, greater or lesser, depending on what you're actually talking about, so... I don't think cauldrons are big over there compared to over here, <laughs> as opposed to other things like, I don't know, which is using cards or symbols or, you know, I don't know, calligraphy or something, maybe in their magic or something, or generally how witches look over there. It has to be different than how they look over here, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. I thought of that when I was thinking of my ideas. I realized that, like, I thought of witch from my my worldview, right? But yeah. who knows what kind of witch they're thinking of? Are, are they focusing just on what a witch means in, in japan or are they thinking of the broader appeal so that yeah that'll be definitely interesting i'm gonna say japanese story japanese writers japanese team definitely gonna be japanese focused on their version of witchcraft yeah they probably don't give an f about us no i mean we'll we'll eat up whatever they can if anyways because we are we're so gundam starved yeah. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the second project that was announced at the gundam conference was Mobile Suit Gundam Kukuru's Dewan's Island the film? This <laughs> is quite possibly the most random <laughs> announcement ever, Isaac. Yeah, I, I'm kind of still scratching my head after reading about it. Like, I'm wondering what the purpose of this is. Is this to rectify the fact that they didn't release this for an English format? Are they retelling this from a different angle because that's how they originally wanted to do it? Is there something special about this we don't know yet? I feel like it's beyond our understanding at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a good answer. You know, I can give some context, but I don't think anyone knows. And I think most of the response that I've read has been a bit confused as well. So, uh, th again, th yeah. this is a film that's going to retell or redo uh, what was originally episode 15 <laughs> of the original series from, from 1979. And it, was, it had the same name. It was called Kukuru's Doan's Island. I think the quote was you were going to retell it from another perspective, whatever that means. The most interesting thing to me, Isaac, is that it's directed by Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. He is the character designer and chief animation director of the original 1979 series, as well as the chief director of the origin OVAs. So we're going to come back to that in a second. So this is scheduled to be released in 2022 in theaters, or at least in Japanese theaters. I highly doubt that it makes it over here. You never know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> But as you said, for listeners that don't know, never heard of Doan's Island, uh, this episode was held back slash not included on basically almost all international releases of the show. From what I gather, it was included in one of the Japanese Blu-ray box sets, as well as the 1980 Italian release of the show for some reason. <laughs> okay. But beyond that, Tomino has prevented or otherwise caused it to not be released. It is easy to find online if you want to watch it. I Years ago, I downloaded an old, bad quality one back before Blu-rays were a thing. Um, but now that it's on a Japanese Blu-ray, I think there's even better quality subs you know, that you can find if you really want to watch it. I understand that someone asked Tomino at Anime Expo in 2002 in New York why he didn't release it, and he just said he asked for it to not be included. He didn't give a reason. So I've heard various theories over the years of, of why and that's they range from anything like 
the animation in that episode is particularly bad, which is, I don't know, halfway true. You could probably say that a lot about early episodes of the original show. Some people think he holds some sort of grudge against someone involved with the production of that particular episode. <laughs> and then he's so he's just like screwing him over to this day. Some people think that he feels that the episode is too much of filler, not in line with his original vision or, or the series tone. And so he just doesn't like it or that he just doesn't like it for some other reason, Isaac. And you know what? I wouldn't even put it past him to just be like, I just, I just want to cause problems and, and not release one particular episode. So <laughs> I don't know that we're ever going to know why he didn't release it. But in, you know, in that context that it didn't get released, and now they're going to have a film about it, it's just very strange. I, I don't know what to think about that. I was trying to think of, like, what could I possibly compare this to? I, I mean, can you imagine if, like, I don't know, Star Wars or whatever, Lucasfilm announced that, you know, okay, we're going to release a movie. It's going to be the Battle of Hoth. Which we're just releasing the Battle of Hoth. And it's going to be expanded to two hours. <laughs> and it's going to be from, like, the Empire side. People would be on board and be cool about it. But then I thought to myself, this isn't actually a battle. Like, if so, if they were releasing, like, a three-hour, two-hour Battle of Solomon, people would be all over that, right? right? They'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure. But instead, that's not what this is. It's kind of, I don't know what to compare it like. It'd be like Luke and Yoda for a two-hour movie when he's on Dagobah. No way. I don't even think it'd be that big. I think it'd be like a, yeah. a film about Luke going to the store to get milk or, or, mm. or parts for his speeder. <laughs> Luke at the Tashi station for two hours <laughs> and he meets a couple of kids and they're like rascals and <laughs> he meets the mechanic and well, you know, <laughs> it's very out of left field, but you know what? It's one year war stuff. I'm still eager to see it. Hopefully there's some interesting stuff in there that I'll like, but still bizarre. <laughs> yeah. This is what I think it is, Isaac. And I don't know why they would do it this way, but my hope, my dream for this is that it's just a test for redoing the original series or animating the rest of the origin. Oh, God. See, it's such a bad test, though, because why not do something more interesting like a battle unless this is going to somehow incorporate a battle or, you know, I don't know, Zeon are going to try to take the island or something. Why not do Battle of Solomon or Barwaku or, I don't know, some other Federation battle or something, you know? Like, why do this side story about, you know, uh, not, not not to minimize it or anything, but, you know, oh, the cost of war, <laughs> you know, child children are affected by war. It's like, uh, come on, Tamino. We kind of see that in like the literally the first episode of the original series. <laughs> That's Amaro's story. He is a child. <laughs> yeah, I guess without spoiling too much, you know, without giving away the, the episode or the film. I mean, Amaro ends up on an island with this guy named Kukuru's Doan or Doan. I don't know how to really say his name who's a Zeon soldier, and there's some kids there, and they have to end up working together to solve an issue, I'll say. So yeah, it, it is very random. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking that, Isaac, because it's directed by the same guy who directed The Origin. And again, if you remember, at the, at the end of Origin, the white base flew off, and they they also animated that separate scene of the first episode of the Gundam getting off the platform. So they have those assets, you know, those digital assets. I'm sure they want to use them. And I don't know if this is just another attempt to like keep the original series fresh in people's minds while they get closer and closer to doing that. I mean, we're past the 40th anniversary now of Gundam. Do you think they're holding out to the 50th to redo the, the original? I hope not. Just do it, guys. Come on. What are you waiting for? Yeah. And why do this? This is, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so out of left field. I agree. And, and that ties into my fear, which is that this does poorly because no one knows what the hell Kukuru's Doan's Island is. 
and then <laughs> and then our hopes of a full remake are are dashed. Yeah, or it's just so drama heavy and lumbering about the point of uh, how war affects children and all that, and you know, a soldier regretting fighting and all that. It's going to be heavy handed, maybe, and people are going to be like, okay. You know, I was really looking forward to like robot combat, and this is PTSD and veterans and the the children refugees. Yeah, you know, give me something else. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I, I don't know, listeners. What do you think about this Dewan's Island film? This is a head scratcher for me. Is anyone else confused? I mean, we're confused. Regardless, I hope it does well, and I hope I like watching it. Yeah. If I don't, then I'll, I'll take it out on sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, clearly, you guys made a mistake. <laughs> And the third project is actually sort of two things in one. They announced a nine-episode compilation TV series of Iron-Blooded Orphans, Isaac, called Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Special Edition. And it will be coming out in spring of 22, which is soon. That's pretty soon. You know what? Since I enjoy the whole series, I'm not sure I'd enjoy watching just the nine episodes. But if I hadn't seen the whole series, I'd definitely be interested in watching all nine, right? Yeah, and I guess, they, I mean, they didn't say how long each episode would be. If you just compare the episode counts, right, we're going from a 50-episode show to a 9-episode show, that makes me very skeptical. But I guess if every episode of this compilation is like a solid 45 to 60 minutes, maybe it's more like a 20-episode compilation movie if you want to make it comparable. I, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of compressing it that much. Yeah, you think they're going to afterglow Z on it? <laughs> oh, don't even joke. <laughs> yeah, it's the bare bones political plot. Like, we're going to see a lot of, like, Gallahorn and, you know, the political machinations, and then the movie's going to be over. <laughs> They'll get to the fleet battle, and then that's it. <laughs> Every conflict will be resolved in 20 minutes with the Dane's Leaves. Probably. You know, they cut out Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> no more Biscuit, no more laughter. Yeah, we never see the mobile armor. Yeah, oh. wow. There's a lot they can cut out. Well, they pretty much had to have cut out. I can't say I'm too excited. Although, if if you're listening and you haven't seen Iron Blood Orphans, I would definitely check out these nine episodes coming out. And then, if you enjoyed it, see the full thing. I don't know. I think I'm wait for the review on those nine episodes. If they're terrible, <laughs> then they should just go watch the real show. That's true. That's okay. You're right. You're right. So my, I don't know. My hopes and dreams for this Isaac is. Not much, really. I, I I guess I hope it's good so that it triggers a renewed interest in the show and then we can get the Calamity War movie someday. But my fear is that it's bad and it kills all interest in the show, which really deserves something more. I would have liked, I guess this is different than just editing the episodes together, but you know, like what we talked about, the Calamity War. Right. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, may this be a good nine compressed episodes. The second half of this Iron Blooded Orphans announcement is that they, I'll say, announced again or, or re-announced that the previously announced mobile game in the Iron Blooded Orphans continuity, Earther Hunt, so Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans Earther Hunt, is coming out in spring of 22. This game was, it's a mobile game, Isaac. It was originally announced in 2019, and there's been various snippets of, of development news since then. I think they've released like one or two trailers and gameplay footage and then it kind of went away and it seemed like it's been in development hell but i guess it's finally getting a release date the announcement here is a little confusing it's definitely a mobile game but some places that had the news said that it'd be a game and an anime or it had anime elements 
So I'm not really sure how that's going to manifest itself. I'm picturing just a game with some anime cutscenes, but we'll we'll have to wait and see until it's more solidly confirmed before getting your hopes up that another full Iron-Blooded Orphans anime is coming out or something. I don't really think that's the case. I mean, the one thing they did say is that the special editions, that the nine-episode compilation would connect into the game. So I'm picturing... I don't know, some new some new footage into those compilation episodes to kind of bridge you into the game or to at least acknowledge it somehow? What's your thought on that? Pretty much exactly what you said. I imagine, okay, there's going to be... You're going to be fighting mobile suits, going through the major battles, tying it together will be cutscenes, pulled straight from the anime, and then, <laughs> I mean, the ending is you dying. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that will work out. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and then it ends because we have a definite end to the series. So that's how it'll tell itself, and they'll frame, you know, his his offspring living on as the victory <laughs> while you sacrifice yourself against Dane Sleeves. How's that final mission going to go against the Dane Sleeves? This game does involve other characters, so I, I don't know if you're going to be able to play through the, I'll say, the normal plot as well as this side story, but the game supposedly is, is a side story that's set in between seasons one and two of the show. Oh, okay. In that case, I was going to say, play as different characters. What, you're going to be Rustal Alien in the final mission? Just <laughs> sitting on the bridge? Like, tap twice to, to order your gunnery officer to bombard the planet with dance leaves. It's just one button on your phone, and it just says win, and you tap it, and then yeah. you win the mission, and, and you're good. Dane's leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that was a dumb mission. <laughs> All right, let's head back to Earth. <laughs> Isaac and I are not big mobile gamers, but I don't know. If this game comes out and it has a cool story and it's in the Iron-Blooded Orphans universe, I might check it out if they localize it. Or I would at least like them to localize the anime cutscenes and hopefully they can put those on YouTube or something so that people can watch you know, that story play out. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to see little snippets of Tekadin before they get destroyed and turned into Craterdin. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Here's the plot, Isaac. So it's set on the Venus colony of Radanista, and the protagonist is named Wistario Afam, or Afam, and he pilots the mysterious Gundam Hajiraboshi. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this Radanista colony is near Venus. We're all over the place, Isaac, lately. We've been, we've been doing Crossbone listeners. That's over in Jupiter. We just hit the witch from Mercury, and now we're going to Venus with Earther Hunt. I mean, we're just hopping through the whole solar system here with sunrise you know what sunrise has had enough with earth they're like <laughs> willing to expand finally and see all the other spheres around the solar system so good for them the description on the wiki says that venus lost to mars in the initial contest for colony development ah. that's an interesting thing i don't think they mentioned that in the original show right no, but I mean, again, remember, they never mentioned anything about the colonies till like we get to one for like 20 minutes. <laughs> true. That's very true. The the four economic blocks in the, in the show, they have no interest in Venus because there's nothing really over there. And now it's used as a penal colony for criminals. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and so our our character was born and raised, you know, in this Venus colony area. So I don't really know what the Earther hunt is, but he has this Gundam called Hajiraboshi. Which, I think if you look at the models that they released, it it seems like that's the current form of what was once the Gundam Marcosius, or Marchosius, which, did you see the art of it? Yeah. So the, the art, I think, actually looked way cooler than the line art. So if, go look up the news, they, I don't know if this is a new piece of art they released, but it, it looks pretty cool. The line art itself is a little, 
It doesn't look as cool as the, the art they released. But then there's this, the other, the Machiro, what is it? Mach, Marcosius. That one looks like Gundam Airmaster from Gundam X had a baby <laughs> with the version Ka of Wing Gundam. Yeah. That's my take. <laughs> I kind of like how they look, though. I like how white dominant they are. There's no blue, you know? <laughs> there is no blue, yeah. That already makes it different. This one looks a bit more Gundam-like than most of the other Gundams in Iron-Blooded Orphans, with the exception of Bale and uh, Barbatos. Yeah, I like the crest on the head. That's different, too. I don't know. I'm it's, I'm optimistic about this design. Of course, the only thing I don't like, Brian, and you know what happens <laughs> when you get below the knees on the Gundams. Oh, my God. It's in heels. <laughs> Those damn heels are back, Isaac. They put the Gundam in heels. My God in heaven, what are these people doing? <laughs> Someone needs to talk to the foot department over there. I know. I need to like get the engineering team and be like, look, guys, I'm sure somebody here thinks these look cool, but like, it's less stable. <laughs> and then I'll just hold up a poster of a dom and I'll be like, clearly there's more surface area here, which means more stability. I rest my case. <laughs> we need wider bases, people. Yes. And more purple. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm optimistic for this game. I mean, the compilation is interesting. Were you expecting an Iron Blooded Orphans compilation series? I was not. No, I mean, it's really successful. So maybe this is their way to kind of milk more of it since it was such a good story. But at the same time, I can't think of who's going to watch it if you can have the whole series. Some of the short on time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But. We'll see. So, listeners, what are your thoughts on uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans, the special edition compilations, as well as the new mobile game? Are, do we have a lot of mobile gamers out there that are really excited to play this game? And there's already, like, at least one or two Gundam mobile games out there. So I'm just wondering how much mobile game time the Gundam fan base has. Like, you're, you're really splitting your game time here. Also, you have to be, like, a, a double fan already to enjoy it, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Oh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it would be a little weird to play the side story first, but eh, who knows? Maybe maybe it's, if right. it's fun. I mean, hopefully it's a good game first. Yeah, but any other Gundam game, you, you probably drop into it and you're just ready to go because you're like, okay, giant robots are fighting. Right. This one, though, since it's going to be essentially a side story, a, a mid-cool, um, intra-cool, you, you kind of have to know what's going on. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So let us know your thoughts, listeners. Yeah. Again, this is the year of Gundam news. Even if you don't watch everything, even if you don't like everything, you have to love that the Gundam franchise is going strong and we're getting new content in multiple universes, Isaac. I mean, they're they're working on Hathaway's Flash. They're working on Iron-Blooded Orphans, on this Witch from Mercury. They're working on those Reconquista in G films. That's four different timelines that are, like, active right now, plus the uh, live-action Gunpla show, plus right. the uh, that new Gundam Breaker game or whatever it's called, the Battle battle log break or something or other that's so much gundam and it's it's not all in one place so i feel like if you're a fan of gundam there's something for you in these next two three years which is great so good job sunrise yes congratulations to everybody there it's a good time to be a gundam fan so much is coming out we all hope it's good some of it's a little confusing why it's <laughs> being released but you know what let's be patient and actually wait for it to show up so we can consume it and describe how we feel after <laughs> Fingers crossed, everybody. It's full speed ahead. All right, Isaac, take us away. All right, everybody. Before you go to bed tonight, don't forget to stand next to your bed. Put your hands together. Get on your knees. Look up at the ceiling and hail Zeon. Good night, everybody. <laughs>